0: Hello everybody, thank you for joining us today. Um, my name is Chris Shykovitz. I work for Siemens Logistics uh, out of DFW. I'm originally from Kansas City, uh, moved to Dallas-Fort Worth after a short stint in the Navy. Uh, lived there ever since, uh, I guess, 2006. I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, so this year's been a pretty good year for me. Uh, hopefully we can keep it on rolling after a good show and uh, in. Um, let's get into the presentation. Can everybody hear me all right? Now can you? All right. All right, who here remembers Blackberry? Everybody, there's some younger people here maybe don't know Blackberry as much, but uh, Blackberry in uh, early 2000s, that was the phone to have. Everybody had Blackberries If, uh, if you were a company that did mobile email. It was the only phone that you were allowed to have. Um, Blackberry and its owner company, RIM, became uh, a, a pretty popular item and nobody ever saw anything other different than Blackberry. Blackberry was gonna be leading the way for a long time to come. But that wasn't the case. Uh, Blackberry, eventually uh, fell victim to the market expanding, the market going faster than what they could see, and they decided that a conservative approach, waiting for technologies to advance, waiting for processors, larger screens to get more developed, that was gonna be the way to go. And companies like Apple, companies like Google, uh, Samsung, HTC—they decided that they were going to seize the opportunity. They had much less to lose and started rolling out the faster processors to a smaller, smaller market. But they uh, ended up working away so that BlackBerry could never get them their way back into the into the market. So, basically, by doing nothing, they they wrote their own future. They they stood stood by, let their competition. Uh, Begin working with new technologies. They took the risks, and uh, Samsung, Apple now lead the market in in mobile phone technology. Uh, so, before we get into talking about what to do and how to do things, it's important to know what not to do. So, in the case of BlackBerry, doing nothing is probably the worst thing that you can do. If you're Probably at this show, you're in this in this uh, uh, seminar, it's because you've identified that there's, you need to do something, you need to change. And just doing nothing, waiting for things to get better, seeing if the market changes, seeing if operations change, see if labor wages go down, um, that's not the answer. It, you'll wind up finding yourself wanting in the end. Um, or it could just mean, let's sit around and, and, uh, and wait to see how things develop, and maybe we can make an opportune uh, change in the near future. All right, sorry about that. Get my computer to catch up with the presentation. So another example of what not to do is not enough. Uh, There's a piece of folklore that explains not doing enough pretty well. If anybody's ever heard of how the streets of Boston came to be paved, there's folklore that says that just paving the Cow Pass. That, that explains how, why the roads and the, the city infrastructure looks the way that it does. And uh, uh, that was the easiest way to get roads paved. And um, while not true, it does, it does uh, uh, show that doing not enough is, uh, is, is gonna leave you in a position where you spent money and you spent time to get something done and you didn't quite reach your end goals. Uh, and and now you're going to end up spending more money, more time to probably get to a solution that won't ROI as fast as what you'd like. Another example of not doing enough would be the one that's sitting up here is is just simply replacing uh, a person with a 6-axis robot. Not that I have anything against 6-axis robots. Uh, some of my best friends are 6-axis robots. It's a just doing that, you could put yourself in a position where you can't increase throughput, you can't uh, reach the efficiencies that you're expecting to see, but now you have a also have a more expensive technician working on maintaining a six-axis robot. So, sometimes not doing enough can be worse than not doing anything, and, and um, so Taking the time and evaluating what you need done, what's what is the end goal, and figuring out a path to getting from uh, what you currently have to possibly a solution that can be expanded, can be uh, take advantage if your if your capacity grows, if your requirements grow, it has uh, already taken into account that that ability to adapt. The other, the third thing of of what not to do is too much. Uh, Walking through this show, you're gonna see a lot of things that, that while at, at first glance they look like the ideal solution, but they may be a little too much, uh, too soon. And you know, we like to call it the Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory means uh, you found this perfect scenario in which you're gonna go do this this perfect project. We're gonna throw everything in it. It's gonna have AMRs, IoT uh analytics uh robotics it's all it's all gonna be there and and it'll be lights out not a person in the building um that may be a little too much and uh i'm sure that some of us who are sitting in this room can think of recent examples of either competition customers that have gone and done too much and it's come to bite them in the end and uh, and it's that is another mistake that is it's hard to recover from especially when You've sold your, your company, you've sold stakeholders, you've sold champ, whatever champions you had uh, on the idea that you were gonna get this done and then it doesn't end up panning out, out the way that it was supposed to in the end. The other complication with doing too much is, is what you think may be cutting edge right now and may be the best fit for your solution right now may not be cutting edge tomorrow. It, it, it could be uh, the, the our technology, our in- industry is is rapidly advancing. Every year you come to one of these shows, you see something new, you see something better than what was previously shown. Uh, the companies that work and in, in provide the products for these shows, we're, are, we're constantly spending money to try and figure out the best way to, to, to adapt to our customers. So if it doesn't quite fit right now, it, a better solution could be there next year. So. What does work? We have three easy steps that we like to use in, in just following these three steps in, 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 uh, in conjunction with other um, industry practices. Uh, we, we find that we get the positive results, both for our, for our organization and for our customers. It's simple, identify, innovate, and then implement. Uh, by doing these three steps, uh, Taking the time, it, it makes the whole process a lot easier. All the stakeholders are aware of what they're going to get. They've, they're aware of the problem that you're trying to solve. And then they have a clear definition of what the implementation process is going to look like. So uh, by, taking these, by taking the three steps, you can keep, not guarantee success, but you're in a, a better position for it. So the best way to explain the steps is we're going to use a case study from a um, recent history uh, that we did with a customer and uh, in the parcel distribution uh, industry. Our case study was uh, with this customer. They just came to us and they said, uh, we have a problem with bagging small, small parcels. It, it was pretty simple. The problem statement was simple. It, they, They walked us through, they left us to identify the the statement of work, Um, there were challenges in the existing operation, we had to review those challenges and and figure out a way to work around the existing infrastructure and and, and at the same time increase the performance of the operation as thereby reducing the cost of the operation. So that will be the case study that we, we use in this example. So identify. It's this is probably the most important step in the process. And from here, everything is is um, is identified. You know what your current processes are. You take the KPIs from them. You take the current challenges that surround the process. Uh, you you work to identify the stakeholders in the process. You identify. Um, boundaries of the process, and you work to identify the challenges that you will have with existing infrastructure, um, power requirements, things like that. And then you work to uh, identify them probably the more important thing is the champion. And in identifying champions, those are that's the thing to do to know who is going to review our KPIs, who's going to be the one who can approve what we see in, 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 in the process improvement plan, who is, is, is going to be the one that can take this to the key decision makers and, and, and sell this for us. So, uh, in this particular, in our case study, um, we had, we identified that uh, the current process, uh, requires uh, about 30 people to do the operation and it, they had about a 75 percent uh, error rate on the process and the ultimate goal was to improve the 75 percent error rate. How can we, can we uh, achieve a, a, higher error, or a higher acceptance rate it, through automating if we can the bagging process. So we, the team, it existed of both customer and in my company. Um, we, we worked to identify who are the stakeholders in it. We interviewed the, the current owners of the process. We discussed all their, their current challenges. We discussed their KPIs. We discussed were they aware of their KPIs. One of the, 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 the key things is, is that a lot of times, people who are oper- doing the operation aren't necessarily aware of the management's performance indicators and how uh, the, the, the business judges that operation. So we, we discussed uh, that with them. We identified um, in both organizations who were going to be our champions. And we started to identify uh, all of the, the surrounding problems, the existing process. Fit in this this square footage. How are we going to? If we design a solution, come up with a solution. It has it can't take up any more more space than what the existing solution does, and um, and then we also identified other issues that that exist when you're in an existing building, which are power, communication, uh, network, all of those those existing issues, and how open is the operation to accepting. Uh, more responsibility on uh, maintenance side. If we had to, if we bring in new technologies, the maintenance side has to be, uh, has to be aware of these technologies, has to be willing to work on these technologies and uh, identify uh, any challenges that we would have uh, with that side of things. The next step is probably the most fun step and that is uh, the innovate part. Uh, you, get, you take uh, all of the information that you gather during the identification process and you start to work out ideas. Uh, and coming to shows like this is the, the, the best place where you can start to do some of your innovation and you can start to think about how you're going to revamp that process and, and what technologies would best, best suit that. Um, I, the, 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 the best thing to do in, in the innovate process process for us is is we like to go back and look at not only is how did this process um, the challenges surrounded this process but how did that process become that process what were the things that that that, that they were doing before that how did that process get handled um, maybe there's other there's other ways other um, uh, other industries that could Lynn to 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 solve this problem with us and see if any of those technologies, any of those solutions, uh, translate into the problem that we're trying to solve. And if they did work, what were the what were their failures and why why did those occur? Um, why isn't that process isn't that part of the process now? Uh, so in innovating, it's we keep it a rule to always have three good ideas. We come we we work as a team to to develop three good ideas and then let's start to work. To put a board together and let's do the pros and cons, old school pros and cons of of each one of these, and then weight each one of them and see which which solutions best. Ultimately, all of this is to be reviewed with the champion. The the champions that were identified previously, you need their buy-in. So you you come up with your ranking, you review it with the champion and or champions, and you make sure that they're in agreement that they see value in in, in in these ideas, and maybe they have a completely different measure that they want to hold to to the the, the ranking of of the ideas. Um, and then before you even move past that, go back to the stakeholders and say, what do you think are pros and cons? As much as is as, as we've come up with the, and we think that this could be. perfect do you see any problems with it um so the in our in our case we came to the the team brought to the champions the the three solutions um three solutions you see up here uh, and we decided that Moving the bagging operation away from the sorter was the best way to do it. it, it, it the existing floor space that w- that was there, you couldn't improve the operation very, very much if as long as it was sitting right there at the sorter. So, bringing the solution, bringing the bagging operation away from the sorter, we were able to fit other technologies in in there and um, and and get the efficiency that we were looking for and and the uh, improvement that we were looking for. So uh, I won't get into what these are all about, but um, it, it ended up being that that was the best, best fit for it. Decided to use a buffering gathering system that is, has been around. Hello, all right, we're back. Um, if anybody knows buffering gathering, it's said uh, an old used. All right, used in the uh, um, uh, pharmaceutical industry. It, it, we use that concept to to basically buffer the piles, and and then just move the the piles over to an area where we did have room and to perform the bagging operation the whole goal was to centralize the bagging operation. Rather than having multiple people standing up and down a sorter, it was, the goal was to bring the bagging operation to one person or one location. And, and we didn't do anything um, um, groundbreaking on it other than, than uh, how, how do we bag. That, so uh, by doing that, reviewing with everybody, we, we had a, a clear path forward. And we were able to move into the next step. Oh, I was supposed to be showing you that video, that simulation while, uh, while I was talking. It's, it's riveting. It's piles that are moving into our bagging machine. And validating through. Uh, I like working with the challenges. <laughs> Good answer, right? Good answer. <laughs> we can't fix everything, Lilani. So if anybody has any questions about that you can ask me later. So this was the implement phase. That was a implement is is where all of the uh the hard work becomes really hard work. It's but if you've done everything right in the identify in the in the innovate step, it really shouldn't be as difficult as is sometimes it just is. Uh, so um, the goal when you're in the, the implement phase is to, to always keep reviewing the, the KPIs that you set in the identify phase and make sure that through the, the, the plan to implement that you're addressing that one of those one or all are getting getting done. and the reason I say one or all is sometimes you can't just go from having a completely manual operation to having a fully automated operation overnight. It's it's uh, hard to do. Businesses ke- need to keep making revenue. Uh, operations can't shut down. Uh, new buildings can't be bought overnight. Um, so, so to identify, in the identify phase, if you have your KPIs, you can go through and you can develop a plan in the implement phase that will try to address one or all, if you can. If you can, that's great. Um, We've been successful with it and um, so in the implementation, we on our case study, we we realized that we weren't going to be able to to fully automate overnight. We weren't even going to be able to semi-automate overnight. There were too many questions surrounding the process and the two ideas that we had come up with that, that we needed to vet before we decided that we were going to shut down an operation and, and come up with an implement anything so during the implement process it, it we we uh, decided that we would come up with a small um, a small way to test our all of our KPIs we were test, testing throughput we were testing power requirements we were, we were even testing costs so we're going to hit the target the target cost for the for the solution, and um, and does centralizing the bagging operation is that even feasible? If if the while everything in simulation shows that it's achievable, it, sometimes when it gets put into the real world, it it you're you're off by ten percent, and in a lot of cases, ten percent is is just not hitting the mark. So. We came up with three phases. First phase is where we were doing a proof of concept and validating the technologies. Then, the second phase, uh, we decided that we would take a, a whole side of a sorter and and let's implement this on on one one entire side of a sorter and see if we can in still maintain the the throughputs and that we achieved in the in the proof of concept. and we did. There was a couple of things that we had to go back to the drawing board, but for, fortunately, we kept reviewing the the um, our metrics, and we kept we always kept the 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 long-term goal uh, and, in our vision, and we had the ability to go back and say, "This worked for us. This didn't work for us. We're going to have to change this." Um, there were a couple of things that we we realized that. We may be overcomplicating it here. We need to take a step back from that and, and let's see if we can make this a little bit, a little bit more simple. And, and usually, if you can make it simple, it's going to pay dividends. It's uh, uh, keeping it simple is is the way to way to go. So, um, then finally, uh, we were able to to implement the entire solution. In, in which case we, we uh, fully automated the bagging operation and we were able to, to uh, demonstrate that successfully in about two weeks, it would take us to, to fully automate a solution, improve the efficiency to not only to the targets but exceed the efficiencies that were, were uh, projected and then um, to get an operation staff trained and a maintenance staff trained ready to to take on the responsibility and ownership of the uh, the entire operation i guess while that video is playing the next slide is supposed to ask for questions but i can leave that up and and, uh, we can see if anybody has any questions hopefully everybody's having a good show there's a lot more people than i expected i'll be honest with you that's me. So, any questions? Anybody have any? All right. Well, I appreciate you guys' time. Oh, yeah. And please, come see us at booth 8411.